Scott Jarvis. Welcome back to the pod. It's good to see you. Yeah, thank you. It's good to be here. A returning guest here to talk about your favorite team, the Los Angeles Dodgers. Yes. Go Dodgers. Go Dodgers. Yep. The best team on paper for the past several years. And this year, it is no different. <laughs> They're just, it's, it's always tempting when we do our predictions. It's just like, should I pick them to win the World Series again <laughs> for the next year? But I mean, they can't win every year and they clearly don't. <laughs> but, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, oh, man. So, talking about the Dodgers, before we get into the lineup, what are your overall thoughts on their offseason? Well, uh, obviously with the strike, it was an interesting <laughs> off season and uh, wondered for a while there if they were going to do be able to do anything. Uh, but uh, it's exciting that we're just a week away, basically, from the season starting and mm-hmm. and uh, that'll be good. That'll be good. Yeah. So. yeah, you did get one one big guy on the yeah. market, Freddie was... Freeman. Are you excited? Yeah. Yeah, that was I, I, well. When you when you see him fit into that lineup, you how could you not be excited? Right? <laughs> oh yeah, Freddie Freeman going home to where he grew up in L.A. Right. So, yeah. Yeah, he grew up a angel, an Angels fan, but I mean, he's playing for the blue now. So he's playing. He's playing for the good half of L.A. Let's put it well, like that. So. <laughs> I'm a Dodger um, and Angel fan, so I'm okay with that. Hey, you would have been fine no matter what, right? Yeah. <laughs> the, the the real Los Angeles, not those posers down in Orange County. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right. Um. So yeah, it, it is nice that we're gonna have a full season. I don't know if how. It, I mean, were you keeping up with the lockout news pretty closely? Pretty much. I mean, yeah. You know, for a while there, it didn't look like things were going well, but. Yo, yeah. You know, I mean, MLB. They came up with a new definition for the word deadline. Yeah, well, everybody <laughs> wants to get paid, so they finally figured it out. Yeah, yep. Uh, it's just it. I just almost wish that I just stopped paying attention to all ninety nine days of it because if you were paying attention to all ninety nine days of it, it was looking grim. But if you just conveniently weren't paying attention, you just look at it and you're like, oh wait, oh they're they're gonna have a full season. Okay whatever so. i just thought of another way to explain uh to explain this lockout uh this was the equivalent of like a class project like in high school or even college where you're assigned to work on it with other people and one person ends up doing all the work and uh <laughs> because of just sheer incompetence and i think that was uh the, the class project was was two people uh the players association and then the uh, the ownership group and rob manfred and pretty much <laughs> the the ownership group was just twiddling their thumbs there and uh and like really being non-committal or communicative on anything and so the uh the the players association basically had to run with everything and, uh, <laughs> and slog basically the entire time yeah it was it was frustrating and just so glad we don't have to deal with this for five years but uh, there were a lot of changes that came out of this uh you know scott you're a dodger fan for the first time in baseball history the national league the los angeles dodgers they're gonna have a universal dh what do you think of that that's awesome i mean <laughs> i mean that that certainly doesn't hurt uh, hey. they're, they're sitting guys on the bench all the time without a dh that you're like man if we could just get another guy in there <laughs> And so, yeah. so, so even as an older guy you're not a purist on on that 
that front. You're uh, you're you're op- you've been open to the idea about DH coming to the National League for a while. I I was a purist for a while, but uh, man, when just seeing the the guys that were sitting on the bench and and uh, what they could do versus a pitcher hitting, I, I like the strategy, you know, that mm-hmm. the National League had, but. But uh, I like the offense even better. So. True that. I feel yeah. like when I feel like when the American League uh, adopted it in the seventies, that's when and the writing was on the wall because they decided to give themselves an advantage. And it's just you know watching the Astros as of recent, they're in the American League. But man, watching a National League game, it it is it's like you're playing chess, and then the American League's playing checkers. <laughs> you know, and it's now we're all playing checkers, which. You can be a purist and be like, ah, oh, there's it's chess. Chess is better, but it's what the people want. So <laughs> you adapt or die. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh man. Well, I wasn't, get, oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, 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 no. Go ahead, Scott. I was gonna say, I was, I was fascinated with them choosing to go with uh, a ghost runner again <sighs> uh, in extra innings. I, I didn't see that coming. I didn't, I, I thought they'd get rid of that. And, uh, <sighs> So. It just it keeps coming back. At one point they said it was going to be gone, but now it's back, and it'll never go away like a ghost. It'll never. It, it keeps reappearing. Looks <laughs> uh, true to its name. It does. It does. Anyway, uh, let's get into the meat of it. We are here to do an exclusive preview of the 2022 Los Angeles Dodgers. This team has been the best team on paper for the past couple of years, really at least five years, and this year really in overall is no exceptions, but there is some differences. So we are going to break it up component by component. We're going to start off with the rotation. So Scott, I'm going to turn it over to you. Give us your projected starting five and just some tidbits and, you know, about, about each of them. Okay. So obviously, you know, there's still a lot pending, uh, with the whole Bauer situation and, and <laughs> yeah. oh, what's going on with that. So uh, so it's going to be hard to give a true starting five just to even wait and see what MLB does with, with some of this. But but your your number one is Bueller mm-hmm. and uh, Walker Bueller is going to start opening day and he'll be he'll be their their prime pitcher probably. Uh, and then Urias will be second. In, okay. in the rotation. So, so one and two, pretty strong, pretty good duo to uh, uh, start with. Um, then I'm looking at probably Kershaw is their third. Uh, depends on what happens with Bauer, if the Dodgers even bring him back. And, and uh, you know, I, who knows what's going to happen with all that. Yeah. But, um, but then he's been off so long, there's no telling where he'll be in his conditioning, where he'll be in, in any of that. So, yeah. so that'll be a challenge. Uh, Gonsolin's looking pretty good in spring training so far. He didn't have a great year last year, but, uh, <laughs> but, but certainly the tools are there for him that if he puts it together, uh, he could be a good four or five man in the rotation. Uh, I don't understand the pickup of Haney. Uh, <laughs> I, that, I, I'm baffled by that. I, why they're, why they're paying $8 million for this guy is, uh, <laughs> is uh, a little puzzling. And he was really bad today in his in his spring training game so uh so i'm not sure what's happening there but but they have several guys that uh can that they can kind of mix and match with we'll see what happens with david price and uh, mm-hmm. whether he can mm-hmm. put some things together uh they've got a couple guys coming up andrew and andrew uh, uh andre jackson and uh, mitch white so uh so it'll be interesting to see how they 
how they shuffle all of that. I would say a strong four would be Bueller and Urias and Kershaw and Gonsolin. And then all those other guys are mix and match and uh, kind of wait and see what happens with all of that. I, I really was surprised they didn't make a trade uh, for somebody like Castillo or from the A's maybe to pick up Montas or, uh, you know, Manea. I was, uh, and who knows uh, that still could happen, but um, uh, I think, I think they know better than I do, but I'm looking on the sidelines saying you probably need another starting pitcher. Yeah, yeah it would help. So. Um, yeah, it's it's usually it, it hasn't the rotation isn't it hasn't been what it's been in the past, but you do have some studs. I mean, Bueller, he was in the Cy Young conversation for a while last year and Arias. He had like two, at least 20 wins last year, which was he was the only guy right. in MLB to have 20 wins and their numbers are ecstatic i mean baseball reference you look at bueller 2.47 era 0.968 whip i mean that guy's a stud arias is a stud kershaw is 34 years old and yes he's he's not what he was when he was winning the cy youngs and what he was even up into 2017 but (laughs) you you gotta think that maybe i mean i mean do you think he's gonna put up any kind of you know good of a year this year yeah so much of that depends on health right and uh mm-hmm. and he's had a lot of back trouble but uh but if he stays healthy he still deals you oh, know man. i i i can see if he stays healthy i could see him winning 12 to 18 games you know maybe somewhere 12 to 15 games in the year and uh and that's not a bad four slot pitcher <laughs> so oh, no. uh, so you know so uh, and, I, you know, and he's learning, I mean, he, he's been, he's been an incredible pitcher, but he's learning how to pitch without all the same power that he, that he's had. And, mm. uh, so I do, I have great confidence in, in what he'll be able to do. Hmm. So, yeah. So it sounds like he's kind of, he, I mean, he's 34, maybe it's time for him to, you know, without the, the high velocity be kind of like a granky pitcher style junk ball not to the extreme of granky but you know it's painting the corners right <laughs> it's relying on the off speed yeah he's been more. doing that more the last couple of years so so he's already trending that direction <laughs> yeah that's where all the pitchers go eventually <laughs> they can't throw gas <laughs> forever right. yeah unless you're nolan ryan and then your last pitch is you know, you throw like a 98 mile an hour fastball and you throw your shoulder out and then or some elbow out or whatever he did. And then he, you're done. <laughs> so, you got to save your arm eventually. But yeah. I mean, so, we'll, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. So uh, down the road, they've got Dustin May who will come back from Tommy John oh, surgery and he'll come back right. mid season, maybe there May or go. June. They've got Danny Duffy still on the roster. And uh, and before he went down with injuries, he was having uh, his best season ever. And so, you know, you never know what's going to happen with these guys coming off of injury, but they've got a couple guys that uh, could step in uh, midseason and, and uh, make a difference in their rotation. So, uh, so, you know, some of that's just maybe kind of putting pieces together for the first part of the year and, and seeing how it goes. Yeah, Dustin May is a really good pitcher. So, and you, I mean, we need to get that guy back soon. He's a, he's a local Justin boy too. So (laughs) nice. Uh, Yeah. So it sounds like 
you know, you got you got a one-two punch in Bueller and Arias. Kershaw is, you know, Kershaw is Kershaw. Everybody knows who he is, and it's going to depend on health. But really, after that, looking at fan graphs, the ERA start to dip above four uh, with Heaney and Goslin. They're both in the mid four ERAs, and you, and then you have a you're plagued with injuries. And but like as you're saying, it's Dustin May coming back, Danny Duffy. It's just. They have, they still have got depth for sure. So, looking at the rotation, Scott, what grade would you give it? Oh, I, I'm pretty rough <laughs> on their rotation. I, I see, maybe. C wow, yeah. wow. There, there, there's, there's definitely some drop off after Kershaw, but uh, <laughs> yeah. man, that is a. That that is a uh, very shrewd analysis of uh, <laughs> uh, of the starting rotation. Yeah, right. I, I, again, it depends on health, right? I mean, if if Kershaw has a good year, then slide him up to a B minus or or B. But uh, but there's a lot of ifs in all of that. So Man. time will tell. Yeah, well, we you got a C plus rotation. Let's let's tr- take a trip on over to the relievers and uh, with the exit of Jansen, <laughs> and see if they fare any better. Right, uh, uh, Scott, go ahead and tell us about some you know some bullpen arms that we should be aware of. Well, I, I think the closer role will more than likely be Trinan uh, most of the time, and and he okay. put up some pretty good numbers the last few years, mm-hmm. and uh, so he. Uh, I think he'll handle that role well. You've got Bruce Dahl Gratterall who can uh, throw gas, you know, through more hundred mile an hour pitches than just about any pitcher in baseball last season. And, and so, uh, so you've got, you've got that strong gas there uh, that could (laughs) be part of that as well. Uh, So, and then they've got some guys that it's like every year they, they kind of, pull all these guys in and kind of see who will do what. And there's always two or three that kind of rise up and you go, where did that guy come from? You know, and last year it was Vessia and it was Brule, Brule and, and, uh, and maybe if they have the same kind of year as they did last year, then that gives some depth to the bullpen. Uh, uh, Caleb Ferguson is coming back from Tommy John and uh, he was pitching really well before he went down. In fact, he was, he was going to be a starter and they had him pitching in the bullpen, just getting him uh, into, into games. And uh, then he had Tommy John surgery. So it depends on how he comes back from that, but that's a, another possible option. Uh, they've got Conley and they've got uh, Jimmy Nelson. Uh, you know, these are kind of guys, right. That you bring in and you say, is there anything left in the tank? They had certainly have had their moments where they were uh, pretty stellar, and so uh, see what's left in that. Victor Gonzalez, uh, he didn't have a great year last year, but boy, the year before that, he was he was pretty incredible. Hmm. If he can get if he can get back to that that twenty, uh, you know, form of things, uh, he might make a difference as well. So so there's a lot of arms there, and I think when Duffy comes back, he'll be in the bullpen. Uh, you know, depending on what happens with their starting rotation, but he'll definitely start in the bullpen. And uh, so, so that's another potential added depth piece down the road. And uh, I think Dustin May will, they'll, they'll groom him for the starting rotation all along. But so a lot of good, a lot of good pitching there. Again, kind of depends on injuries and, and, uh, but, uh, but I have some 
some pretty good confidence in their bullpen. I'd, I'd give their bullpen probably a B. Hmm. There you Great. go. So oh, trend, so trending in the right direction. And just looking at fan graphs and all the bullpen arms, looking at it as a whole, it's the, the ERAs throughout all the bullpen arms. It's it's you know it kind of ranges between a mid three ERA and a you know a low four ERA. Which we've looked at a lot of bullpen line you know lineups here on fan graphs and this is we've definitely seen worse <laughs> we, you know, we've <laughs> seen it to where you like you have a few guys in the threes and then there's a steep drop off but i mean it sounds like you know i mean the dodgers they've blown past the luxury tax and they they get guys and so with all that money you you know you have something to show for it which you have decent pitchers that you know they're going to fly under the radar but you know, every once in a while, they're going to come in and get the job done. And Trinian, he's the guy. He's going to be the new ace uh, of that. Uh, last year, he had a 1.99 ERA with a 0.982 whip, which for a closer, that's pretty phenomenal. Yeah, <laughs> he does a good job. And, and he seems to handle the pressure really well. Mm-hmm. Nice. So before we go on over to the lineup, um, what are your opinions on Dave Roberts' overall um, management of, of of the pitchers, taking out the starters, switching from reliever to reliever? What are your overall thoughts on that? Well, I mean, it's easy to be an armchair quarterback and, and second guess <laughs> things because you know that's a tough that's a tough gig in the in the MLB for a manager to manage mm-hmm. bullpen and and how they're going to do their starters. Uh, I think he takes a lot of heat for decisions he makes mm-hmm. and, and some of it he's deserved, but I think a lot of it is overblown. And so uh, I, he's learning, he's growing, you know, his first, uh, this will be like what a sixth year as manager of the Dodgers. So his first couple of years were a little sketchy when it came to figuring out the bullpen, but, uh, but I think he's, I think he's starting to figure some of that, some of that stuff out. It's hard to know for sure how much uh, how much comes from upstairs with all the the stats that he's given and you know and and the money ball aspect of things and 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 uh, so it's hard to know for sure if he's making all those calls or if he's being told some of those calls. Mm. But bottom bottom line, it does stop with him. So yeah, but they just signed him to a three year extension as there manager. So uh, so they obviously have some confidence in him. Yeah, I mean, he's managing a really good team on paper. And, I mean, the Dodgers, they've been the team to beat in the the West. So he's certainly – I would like to think he's a good manager overall. So uh, I would I would think coming off 106 wins, you know, in two of, <laughs> two of the last three years, you know, I would, I would think you ought to have some pretty good job security if you're winning that kind of uh, percentage. <laughs> Yes, exactly. So, um, and with the the last strategy going in, having the benefit of the DH, it'll just you can just simply focus on pitching. Just let your starter go till he goes, and then it's going to be interesting to see how NL managers do it. But you know, I'm, I'm sure they'll adapt. It's it's AL managers when they went from an AL to the NL, where they had to really, you know, think about it. But uh, but that's all in the past. For now so yep uh c plus rotation a b bullpen so 
you know, for the Dodgers, it's still pretty good. But now we're, we get to the moment we've all been waiting for the oh so stacked lineup. And we're going to take it position by position, starting with the catcher, Will Smith. All right. So Will Smith and, and Austin Barnes as his backup to give him some <laughs> some blow time. Uh, I think Austin Barnes is underrated. He mm. handles the pitching staff so well that when Will Smith isn't uh, catching for them, uh, they've got they've got a really reliable backup in all of that, and and doesn't hit with quite the same power and and quite the same average, but at the same time handles that really well. So I think I think they're they're well, and then they have a guy coming, Diego Cartea, coming from their uh, minor leagues that uh, he's he's supposed to be pretty incredible. So. They just somehow have been locked into a lot of good catchers the last few years. So I think they're, I think they're doing well. I think Will Smith's going to have a good season. Uh, his power numbers are, are strong. Uh, so, oh, yeah. you know, probably you can figure on a, about a 250 batting average and 25 to 30 home runs. And uh, I would guess about 80 RBIs. That's a pretty good season for a catcher. So, Oh, yeah. Fangraphs last year had him at a 252 average, 351 on-base percentage, and a very impressive 502 slugging. Well, that's 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 a that's no number to scoff at right there. So offensively for a catcher, 3.7 wins above replacement. That's F4. I mean, that's fantastic. So the – Oh, already we're off to a good start. And then we go to the number three position and it is the crown jewel of the Dodgers offseason. The man who came home, Freddie Freeman. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, you know, <laughs> what should we expect from Freddie? Right? <laughs> Maybe an, an MVP season. Um, you know, I, Maybe. who knows? Average wise, I would guess he's probably going to hit 300, maybe 310. And uh, he's got some pop in his bat as well. Uh, he balances the lineup. And so uh, I, I think this was a great pickup. And, uh, and, and now with the DH, I mean, even signing him for six years, he's, he's going to be able to handle that. His discipline as far as uh, the plate, how he handles pitches and, and all that, he's, he's probably going to be a premier hitter for all those six years of his contract. So I'm I think this was a really good pickup and defense. I mean, he's, he's a gold glove first baseman. <laughs> so, so you've yeah. got, uh, you, you, you've got it all there. Mm -hmm. Clubhouse yeah. presence, the whole thing. So this ought to I be, know. this ought to be a good help. Oh yeah. I mean, Max Muncy, he, he had a great year last year, but Freeman, I mean, that's his position. So that frees right. Muncy to go, to go elsewhere, but I uh, got to love Freeman. He's just a guy who, you know, you love to have on your team and everybody loves him. Uh, very few people hate him <laughs> so it's right exactly so second base who do you think is going to be the second baseman i i think muncie will get most of the uh the games there uh of course they'll and and a lot of it depends on him coming back from his injury right last game of the season <laughs> he got run into at first base and, uh. and <laughs> messed up his elbow and and Dang. so so he's coming back from that he you know, so far in spring training, he hasn't been stellar, but but he hasn't been awful either. He's still got the same eye, walks a ton, so his his on base percentage is pretty impressive. And and then you know, usually is good for 30, 35 home runs a year. So 
Uh, again, we'll see what happens with his injury that he's coming back from. But mm-hmm. uh, I think he'll be second. If for some reason that doesn't work, you've got Chris Taylor. You can slide in there. You've got Gavin Lux. You can slide in there. Uh, they, <laughs> they just picked up Hanser Alberto. So they've got they've got several options that can uh, cover things as far as that goes. So uh, and Chris Taylor's defense is incredible. Oh, so, yeah. So, uh, but I think between Muncie and Chris Taylor, you'll see uh, that primarily as, as your second base, maybe some Gavin Lux as well and, uh, and see how that goes. Yeah. I mean, you can't go wrong with either of those three. It's just, it's nice to have so, so much depth and there's plenty of options and, you know, we'll get to the DH eventually, but I'm sure it'll eventually get into that mix. Um, then we move on over to the third base, Justin Turner. Right. Yeah. So Justin Justin Turner's just Mr. Clutch and and Mr. Reliable, basically. Right. Uh, I mean, if it's a if it's an intense situation, it doesn't seem like his uh, pulse picks up speed. He just stays focused and somehow gets the base knock when it's needed. So uh, had a really good season last season, and uh, you know. Again, so far in spring training, he's looked he's looked like the same guy. So uh, so we'll see we'll see how that goes. I think defensively, he's kind of slowing down a little bit. There's been mm-hmm. you know his, his defensive met- metrics aren't as good as as uh, they once were. But uh, but I mean, again, with their lineup, I think they're going to be okay uh, with with him not covering that near as well. So. Yeah, you know, Justin Turner is he's he's almost an underrated third baseman when you put him up with the likes of um you know Ramirez and Arenado. Uh, of course, Arenado's a platinum glove winner, but Justin Turner offensively is solid. Last year well, on Fangraphs 269 average, 349 all-base percentage, 442 slugging, 2.4 wins above replacements. That's pretty solid. You right. know, it's it's nothing to scoff at. So I mean, the epic beard, the the Viking of the bunch is gonna he's 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 gonna continue to to do what he does best. And then we go to a guy who you will enjoy for another year, at least one more year, the shortstop Trey Turner. Yeah, great pickup. I mean, just incredible. So uh, you know, when when they got Max Scherzer, I had no dream of them also getting Trey Turner, but uh uh, of course, Scherzer's gone now, but uh, but Trey Turner, this is a potential MVP as well. Yes, with uh, with his ability to to hit for power, hit hit, and and with his speed and pick up extra bases and all of that, he this this is another potential MVP on the team, and so uh, he ought to have a good season. I, it'd be interesting to see where they slot. You know whether. You know, I, I, I'm assuming Betts will be a leadoff hitter and Turner, you know, uh, Trey Turner may be second. Uh, but lately they've been playing Freddie Freeman second or batting him second and then uh, <laughs> and then Trey Turner third. So it'll be interesting to see how they <laughs> how they do all that. But uh, I personally would put him in the second slot, especially with his speed, get him on base for the guys coming behind him. Yeah, you know, you want to play the right, the right, left, all alternating. So some managers like to do that, but it's a good problem to have when you have too many good people and you're trying to fight it in. Whereas opposed to, it's like, oh, it's it's an it's an easy decision. It's a hard decision because they're all so good, <laughs> and it's right. going to be very top, very top heavy. 
your lineup. But he adds an element that the Dodgers haven't had as far as uh, he's probably going to steal 30, 35 bases. Yeah. And, and, you know, they just haven't had that type of element. Betts can steal some. He usually steals about 15 bases a season or so. But uh, with with Turner in there and his speed, uh, that's going to that's that's going to open some things up, you know, having him all season. And and so I'm excited to see excited to see how that plays out. Oh, yeah. And then his speed is his X factor, and that allows him to get into scoring position if should he hit a single. And then all it takes is Freeman or uh, Taylor or whoever to come up, hit a base hit, and then he's off to the races. So right. it's, it is it is very undervalued, especially nowadays. I mean, last year he stole 32 bags. His numbers are just insane. Baseball reference, he's, he had a 328 batting average, 375 on base percentage, 536 slugging, 146 OPS plus, meaning 46% better than the average major leaguer in terms of OPS. I mean, those are just incredible stats. And you got him in his prime. He's in the prime of his career, 28 years old, and he's just going to be fantastic. He's he's one of the most underrated players in baseball, honestly. I mean, you got Tatis, and everybody loves Tatis, but Trey Turner... He just keeps doing his thing at the shortstop right. position. He's just, he's so good. <laughs> and, and he's told management that he's willing to listen to him during the, during the season, as far as an extension goes. So that would be uh, nice to see also. Uh, yeah. He seems like he really fits in to LA. So, but we'll see. And now we move on to the outfield and the good times. They just keep on coming. We start on over in left field with AJ Pollock. Yeah, I think Pollock's another one that's a little bit underrated. Um, you know, he he he, uh, he has speed. He'll probably steal a 12, 15 bases during the course of the season. He's got power. Uh, he's pretty streaky. When he gets on a, a home run hitting barrage, they come <laughs> they come quickly and and, and, and in spurts. And so, uh, you know, I I think I'm looking forward to seeing what he does this season. And I think he's going to have a good year. There you go. Yep. Um, his his offensive numbers are pretty rock solid. 1.8 wins above replacement on fan graphs, slashed 264, 320, 78. Uh, that's pretty solid. And now we move on over to a man who I uh, don't really know what to make of him. Uh, <laughs> Dodgers center fielder, Cody Bellinger. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, yeah, he, he's the enigma, isn't he? Right? I, <laughs> Uh, defensively, he's he's Gold Glove caliber uh, center mm-hmm. fielder, and so uh, you know defensively, he's he's not going to hurt their team at all when it comes <laughs> comes to that. Now, what's he going to do on offense? Right, last year was a nightmare season, but a lot uh, of it was yeah. was due to injury, mm-hmm. uh, several injuries, and so you know it'd be interesting interesting to see is he healed? Is he you know? Boy, he's been ugly in spring training so far. I, I think he's had 19 at bats and 14 strikeouts. So, yeah. so he's been really bad so yeah. far. Uh, it's you know it's always hard to tell from spring training because you know tweaking things and and trying to work on things, but it's been really ugly so far. So, but if if he puts it together, I mean, he, even if he just hits 240, 250, right, hits you 20, 25 home runs. Uh, his defense is so good. And with this lineup, that's really all they need from him. So, 
And yeah. he's probably going to be slotted down in the eight hole, the nine hole, right? He's, you know, he's going to be down in the lineup. So there's not a lot of pressure as far as that goes. And, and um, if you're, if your number eight hitter can hit 20, 25 home runs and, and hit 240, 250 for you, that's, that's not a bad, not a bad place. So. Yeah, Bellinger, the 25-year-old Rookie of the Year, MVP in 2019. And really, after 2019, you had the 2020 year, which for everyone, really, a lot of people were affected by it. But then you come in the 2021, first full year, 20 pan- pandemic, shortened seasons behind us, right? Well, he comes in, and he has an OPS plus of 45, <laughs> which means... It, it was ugly. Yeah, is 165 batting average. Uh, yikes. <laughs> uh, I mean, what in the world is up with this guy? <laughs> Maybe this will be his comeback year. I mean, spring training so far is is yikes too, but you got to think this guy's got to bounce back at some point. He's so young. Uh, right. And and so incredibly athletic. So, yeah, you know, so. he can just figure it out. Maybe maybe it's not going to be an instant transformation, but but like you're saying, Scott, maybe you can hope that his numbers start to go back in the upward direction. Maybe start a little bit here, get to the 25 homer mark, and then maybe a year or two later, you can get back to the point where you're hitting 47 home runs like he did in his MVP year. That's the Cody Bellinger that everybody wants. Hey, if he hits 47 home runs this year, I mean, this lineup is going to be oh, incredible. It's so, uh, it's going to be stupid. <laughs> right. I, I don't see that. I don't, I don't see him making that big of a comeback, but, uh, no. <laughs> but like I said, 20, 25 home runs would be great. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, yeah, we'll see. And then last position player, one of the best players in baseball, right fielder Mookie Betts. So is this now the third player that might win the MVP? <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Um, you know, again, last season was a little down for him. Um, but I, uh, again, some of that was injury. And so we'll see. We'll see how, how things go. But uh, he's got all the tools. And um, again, another person that's so athletic, it doesn't matter what he does. He's, he's pretty good at it. I, I understand he's bold, bold and won tournaments and bold 300 games. So he's not just baseball good. He's, he's just an athlete. And so with speed, with the eye that he has, with uh, his defensive abilities, uh, you know, great player, great player. So what's he going to do this season? I would project he's probably going to hit – 290, 310, somewhere in there. Um, you know, probably hit 20, 25 home runs and uh, steal about 15 bases, uh, have a gold glove type right field um, defensively. Uh, so start lead off, you know, for, uh, for the lineup, be the leadoff hitter, um, cause a lot of havoc. So... Yep, it's just no matter what. Uh, last year, he still did pretty phenomenal, but it, it was just a few points down if you just look at OPS Plus from his MVP year in 2018. But overall, he's still good, whereas he hasn't fallen nearly as far from grace from his MVP year as Bellinger has. I mean, he's right. still well above average. He had a 128 OPS Plus last year, and the guy's still he's still in his prime. 
I mean, he's he's 28 years old. So, I mean, I I expect him to continue to be a top five player in the game and just continue to be a five tool player the whole nine yards. Yeah, and X factor. I think they're hungry after what happened with the Braves. Uh, mm. I, I think they're coming into the season hungry. So, so uh, it, it'll be it'll be interesting to see. But I, I think there's going to be a fire there for uh, them during the season. There you go. And then we move on to a position that the National League will benefit from for the first time: designated hitter. Now, this one we don't have the benefit of the National League ever having this, so you really don't know who. I mean, it's anyone's guess who their who their um, consistent or de facto DH guy will be, because there will probably be someone who is that position for the most part. A lot of t- times in the American League, they use the DH to give a guy a break. Like you know, they'll put I don't know, they'll put Betts there or Freeman there to give him an off day, so to speak. So that way, he's only there ha- half the time. But all things considered, who do you think is going to be their um, consistent um, overall DH? Well, I think they do everything by metrics, and so I think it'll be a matchup. And I don't, I don't think they will have a guy that's primarily their DH. Uh, hmm. You know, between Chris, Chris Taylor fitting him in and he can play so many positions so he can mm-hmm. do that spelling of different players that might need a break uh, kind of thing, play the field while they play the DH. But, but one way or another, he's going to, he's going to be involved in this a lot. Uh, mm. If he's not DHing, then he'll be covering. So somebody else can DH. Uh, okay. They just picked up Hanser Alberto. Of course, he's probably going to be, uh, he's probably going to be a late innings, you know, come in and, and pinch hit. Uh, kind of aspect of things he's he's mm. defensively he's going to be able to to play several different positions so that'll help they just picked up kevin pilar <laughs> which uh you know for an extra outfielder and at times he probably will dh uh, especially if he if he is able to bounce back to some of the numbers he used to put up uh in playing so and then gavin lux i you know trying to figure this guy out and what they're going to do with this guy because <laughs> yeah. when he was when he was in the minor leagues and especially triple a i mean his numbers were off the chart and yeah. but he just hasn't he just hasn't produced that same way in the majors mm. yet some of that is he ha- hasn't had a consistent you know, a position where he's consistently been able to go out day in and day out uh, but he just hasn't hasn't demonstrated that ability yet. So maybe this is the year. Uh, so, but they've got a lot of guys to mix and match, and, and I think metrically that's what they'll do. They'll they they won't get locked into a particular person uh, taking on that role. Yeah, I mean they have plenty of you know non starting nine people in the mix that they can just throw in there, it's, and they all have exceptional stats. So lineup. Ultimately, what grade would you give their lineup? Oh, I yeah, that's got to be an A. <laughs> that, that's got to be an A. <laughs> so their, their lineup is so stacked. That, uh, yeah. And, and, and it's both left and right, and it's speed, and it's power. And, I mean, it's, yeah, it's it's got to be an A. And you can even be tempted to give it an A+, because it's, <laughs> it's just that good. So it's all been an uphill from here. You have a C-plus rotation, a B a bullpen, and an a lineup which you know obviously you know you would want your rotation to be better but 
the Dodgers are still an exciting team. They're a team where they, the owners got deep pockets. They've spent a lot of money, but Scott, when it comes down to this, what do you think? How do you think the Dodgers are going to do this season? Well, they're going to win their division. I, I, I have great confidence in that. I, I don't see the Giants winning 107 games this year. So, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and um, so, you know, everybody's picking them to win the, the National League, have the most wins in the National League. So uh, I'm not going against that. I, I think they will, uh, they'll, they'll win their division probably comfortably, I would assume, mm-hmm. uh, over the Giants and the Padres. Uh, that'll be their closer competition, and I would imagine they'll finish at least seven or eight games ahead of them uh, by the end of the season. So, uh, so we'll see. Uh, then, when you get to the playoffs, you know, <laughs> ca- kind of depends. Injuries have killed the Dodgers, at, you know, and, and then last year they were just wiped out. Their, yeah. their starting pitching had nothing left in the gas tank by the time they played the Braves, and so it. It didn't turn out so well, but uh, but some of that's managing, right? Some of that's having them prepared for for the playoffs, and yeah, and so so we'll see, we'll see how that goes. All right, so you think they're definitely going to win the division? But how far do you think it's going to go? Are they going to win the pennants? Are they going to go to the World Series? Are they going to win the World Series? <laughs> I'll tell you, I'm fascinated with what's going to happen in the East, in the, in the uh, NL East. Right between mm. the Braves, the Mets, and what the Phillies have done this offseason, uh, I'm, I'm really fascinated because those teams are going to beat each other up and they're not yes. going to have the same win total that I think the Dodgers are going to have. But, but when you look at their pitching staffs and, yeah. and things, that's going to be a, a fascinating playoff series. I, I don't see the Central offering a whole lot uh, in the mix this year. I think they'll get beaten up pretty quickly and and uh, kicked out of the playoffs very quickly, but uh, the the East and and the West are going to be uh, very very challenging. Okay. Yeah, they will be. Um, I don't know. If, uh, Travis and I will eventually do our predictions episode and the National League. It's it's going to be interesting, but the Dodgers still, as always, you know, they're a, they're a good team. And it's going to be interesting because when we had you on our show, Scott, we were talking about the playoffs and what you wanted, the changes you wanted to see. This year, 12-team playoff, no more one-game wild card. <laughs> yeah, it's just... <coughs> My apologies, Bless everybody. It. That's all right. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, what do you think of that? Best of three in the first round? So I do like the fact that it is best of three and it's all played at one stadium. You know, the, the team has a better record. So I think that's a more fair way to do things. Uh, so, so you are rewarded for having uh, uh, more wins. So, you know, and then of course, three games, it's, it's, you can win one game on all kinds of flukes that take place. It's hard (laughs) to win a three game series on flukes. So, so depth will play into that. I love the Dodgers depth, especially in their lineup um, and, and their ability to mix and match players. So I think, I think they'll do well. And they've demonstrated they're not afraid to go out and get another player or two when they need one. So um, I don't think, I, I don't think this is quite, the full team that we're going to see by the time we get to the playoffs, they'll, they'll wind up picking somebody else up. 
So uh, we'll see. Yeah. You know, Dustin May is able to come back to form. Uh, boy, that makes their rotation a whole lot better. And so you put a four in there of Bueller, Urias, Kershaw, and May. <laughs> if May's pitching like he was before he got hurt, <laughs> that stacks up pretty good with a lot of other rotations. So. Yep. Um, I mean, man, it's that you got to think that they're going to try to make a splash at the trade deadline and get some second half relief like they did last year with Scherzer and and Turner. Right. (laughs) Yeah. And I don't quite remember who all's uh, it's their, I guess, contract year this year, but there's got to be someone in the mix that they can get. Who knows? They could just get another starter and just expedite the, you know, their, their rotation being good. So bump that C you know, to, to into the B range. And now, now you're starting to look like a more complete team. So, yeah. And again, so many X factors too, right? If Bauer does happen to come back and is the same kind of pitcher that he was, well then that moves, that moves him up to a B. Yeah. If, exactly. May, if May comes back and is what he, that moves him up. So, so, you know, so many X factors in this, but, mm-hmm. but if I'm being honest right now, I can't say that they're a B. I, I'd True. say that they've got a lot still to do. So. You never know what's going to happen ultimately. So you know, we only have the information that we have. So, yeah. But anyway, uh, I mean, overall, they're still a fun team. They're still the Dodgers and they're the envy of the world. So, uh, Scott, thank you so much for taking the time to join us. It was fun to have you on. I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, always welcome. And as for our listeners, thank you all so much for tuning in to this very special exclusive Dodgers preview of No Doubter. Go ahead and subscribe to No Doubter wherever you're listening to this episode. We're available on all major podcast platforms. Give us a five-star review. Like us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Um, Consider joining our Patreon if you're a longtime listener, uh, $2, $5, $10, whatever you want to give. You get some perks along the way. I want to give a shout out to our patrons, longest standing patron, Tad Bostic, and Patreon producer, Don Hale. You guys are awesome. So if you want to get a shout out, join the club. Get some merch while you're at it mugs, t shirts, baseball shirts, anything you want, phone cases. Everything is in the description below. All the links that I just gave you. Trav, send us home. Friends, the Los Angeles Dodgers certainly live up to the note that our namesake is not just on the field, but I can tell all these gentlemen and all that they do, they bat 400 and they swing for the fences, like y'all should as well. We love you guys. We'll see y'all next time. This episode of No Doubter is produced by Eric Bostick and Travis Lockley and edited by Travis Bostick. Our logo was designed by Lindsay Silvick. 